KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We're here until noon. Thanks for being with us. Bottom of the hour, thereabouts, Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Speaking of the Cyclones, the uh, October 30th kickoff slate has been released for the Big 12. Oh, great. Yes. Iowa State at West Virginia. What time? That's a 6.30 game on ESPN2. The douche. We got the ESPN part right. It's okay. at 1 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, no. That's awful. God, that's awful. And especially right in the middle of the day when you want to flip Precisely, around. Precisely, right? Even if you have a setup where you have ESPN+, Plus and you have it on your TV, you can flip around to it. But not with that where you got to, all right, I've got to change the input, go back to DirecTV. Now can you not, here's here. a question for you. Should probably ask you during a break because this is where the NHL is now on uh-huh. ESPN Plus. Right. I don't know why I'm paying for Center Ice package. There's no games on it. Ah, how do you record? How do I? How do I tape them? Uh, can you? No, you can't. Can you? No, you can go back and watch yeah. it, but then fast forwarding is difficult. I had to do that with one game early. It's just, it's a pain. It's a pain. I. Anyways, old guys yell about TV here on Miller and Condon. <laughs> Catch us every day, 10 to noon. Yeah, especially one old guy. Uh, let's get Bama Bob in here as we get into the college football recapping the week. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Doing great, guys. How are you? What a weekend, huh? Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Uh, it really on off the field. Yeah. You know what? Let's start there. Um, we spent some time in the first segment just because it was such a, an embarrassment to college football. What happened at Neyland Stadium? You know, I'm a fan of that. It was. We were both uh, glad that, you know, Neyland Stadium is going to get back to looking what it once was in their heyday, you know, a decade ago or so. I'm more than that now. Um, but then, Bama, to see the display... And it's, you know, I'm painting with a pretty broad brush here when it's not all fans. It was more so, I'm guessing, the students, but let's not get ourselves. I'm sure there were some adults uh, that decided to get involved in well. Trent came up with a pretty good one. It's it's It should be up to Tennessee to allocate whatever punishment comes. I mean, the SEC is going to get them to write a big check, right? As we know with uh, coaching right. be, coaches being dismissed, that that's water off a duck's back. That's nothing. So what does is, what is, what is Tennessee do? Trent says suspend the students for the Georgia game. Something has to be done, Bama. You get to dole out the punishment. What, are you, what, what should be done? Well, that's exactly right. That's what I put on Twitter on, I think, uh, you know, as that was happening, was, listen, Sankey's going to issue a statement. ADs are going to apologize. I mean, all that's just that's just empty stuff. And, you know, the checks, I, who, who knows if these checks even come or not? You know, they find them and, I mean, come on. Who, who really knows? Um, but, yeah, I would. I would just, that, that's exactly what I put out. I would suspend, I would not allow any students into the Georgia game. And, you know, <laughs> and, because that game's got a chance to be just as ugly mm-hmm. uh, uh, as this one was. But I just – I was watching this. I had flipped over late. I couldn't – I'd been kind of dipping in and out of it and then some other things in baseball and all that kind of – and I just assumed the game was over. And I'm I'm flipping through YouTube TV, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. This game's still on? And, I mean, it, it was it was a fantastic football game. And 
it all started on that bad spot. And it was, and I actually, I think the spot was good. Okay. But then, you know, all hell starts raining down from the stands and, you know, they pull the old Miss players kind of back to the middle of the field. And, um, I don't know. It was just an embarrassment. Cole Kubelik was down there like he was in a war zone, right. kind of like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when he was commentating. And, mm-hmm. you know, golf balls being thrown. I mean, that Kiffin, Kiffin kept that as a souvenir. And he's lucky it didn't hit him right between the eyes because, that come, you know, Lord knows where that thing was thrown from. But, and, and who in the um, right mind packs a golf ball thinking, you know what, this could come in handy? Right. That's exactly why he brought a golf ball was so you could throw it. Right. I mean, there's no other reason you need a golf ball at a football game. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely suspend the students or have the student section empty, however you want to do that for the Georgia game. And here's, here's the ironic thing, Ken, to me is all the hatred that is being directed at Lane Kiffin. All Kiffin did was leave. Okay. That was in 2012. That's, that's almost a decade ago. If you really want to blame somebody for the mess you've been in, Go to Phil Fulmer's house because he's the one that screwed it up after Lane left. Okay, and I understand he, you know, one year and everything was good, and you know, it's hard to turn down USC, and and I understand why you get upset at that point. But the mess that Tennessee has been in is directly laid at Phil Fulmer's feet because he won a power struggle to be the AD and have input into hiring, and he's the one that said, "God, Greg Schiano can't coach here," and no, let's hire Derek Dooley. Uh, or Jeremy Pruitt, or Butch Jones, or any of the other slugs they've had since since you know Lane left, and now Mike Leach isn't good enough for here. Um, he's the one that they really should be mad at for the predicament they're in. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. But Tennessee has to take some action. They can't just issue an apology no. and pay a fine. They absolutely have to do something. And I'm with Trent, and I've said this Saturday night. I think keeping the students out of the game. What, and I didn't even know Georgia was the next home game. The next home game is absolutely the right punishment. It actually has some teeth to it. And I think that's something that yep, you have right. to do if you're actually going exactly. to show something as opposed to eh, put that it, come out with the same. Really, really Ooh. ugly. Yeah. If somebody, you know, cheer, they're taking the cheerleaders and the Tennessee band out of the stands. Yep. I mean, you know, when you throw something from that high up, you don't always go to make the field or not. And most of the time, you're not. So, I mean, all you're doing is pelting people in the stands below you. So it, it, it could have gotten – it really could have gotten out of hand. And, and it did get out of hand, but it really could have gotten a lot more ugly than it did. Elsewhere in the SEC, LSU plays their best game of the season, yeah. and now Coach O is out as uh, he's going to finish up the season there. So kind of combining these two, I kind of jokingly said earlier today, new LSU head coach Lane Kiffin – taking over there. What's the scuttlebutt? What are you hearing early here? Who's going to take over at LSU? Well, listen, there's a lot of names being thrown out, but the the, the thing, the the intriguing thing to me is is they're going to now be competing with USC for a head coaching Mm -hmm. position. So I think I, and you know, Orgeron obviously has ties to both those and he's going to get neither, um, Mm -hmm. obviously, but no, Kiffin's not going to LSU. I I think Lane Kiffin is staying at Ole Miss, and I think he knows that he's got a chance to to be pretty good there. And you know, why would you really want to go? I mean, you do have a better recruiting base at LSU than you do in in, in Ole Miss. So there's a lot of players in Mississippi uh, that you can build a football team from. But I just I don't think Lane Kiffin is going to go. I know those are going to be the hot rumors. You know, oh, can we get Urban Meyer to, you know, realize that he's not an NFL coach and all that kind of stuff. 
I don't think any of that's going to happen. Um, I don't know where they're going to go. Uh, and it, it's, it's just stunning to me. You know, we kind of wrote off LSU last year. Well, it was COVID year and all that kind of stuff. And really, for a lot of teams, that was true. It wasn't true for LSU. And I, I give them – this has obviously been in the works. It wasn't just off this game because they won the game. Um, but And they had so many players out. Their top two receivers and Stingley was out and their other cover corner was yep. out. Um, to me, the guy who should be looking for a job today is Todd Grantham. Uh, how he still is employed by Florida is mm-hmm. amazing to me because that defense has been bad for going on three years now. And – They've got a bye week going into Georgia. I look, and that I watched a, a decent amount of that game. LSU was doing nothing fancy. I think they were just basically running between the tackles and and the running back. You know, Davis Price went for 287 yards, school record, 36 carries. They ran for over 350 as a team. That and and it was the same play over and over. And if you can't stop that play, if you're Florida in the middle of a game then you don't deserve a job. But uh, I don't know if he'll get rid of Grantham. Fans have been howling for that for two years. But uh, that's a pretty big job opening in the SEC and nationally to have that LSU job open because you can win there, and it's been proven uh, by, you know, Les Miles and, and Orgeron and Saban and all these other, you know, coaches. And you can win there because there's talent and there's money. So I'm gonna, it, it is going to be fascinating to see – how LSU and USC play off of each other for the, you know, to, for the top candidates for whoever that might be. There's an eye-opening article at the Athletic on how Ed Orgeron changed after he got uh, he, he and his wife parted ways, and there's a lot I think that's probably behind that. Anyways, let's move on. Let's do the Big Twelve, Bama two. You know, one of the one of the stories of college football in the last couple of weeks has clearly been Caleb Williams, who's taken over for Spencer Rattler, and he's not given that gig back. Starts nope. ten for ten with a touchdown, ten for ten in his first start. The his eleventh pass was dropped, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. Um, Oklahoma, it's good to see that they finally found a quarterback. By the way, because uh, you know, anyways, um, sarcastically. Oklahoma, Bama, what what does this kid do to this program now? I mean, clearly, I don't know where we were on Oklahoma. I kind of thought they were spinning their wheels. But, man, with this kid under center, this is a whole different football team. Uh, Oklahoma, biggest story in the Big 12 this week, or Iowa State coming off the bye and doing what they did. Baylor looked good. Where are you in the Big 12? Yeah, Oklahoma to me is a story because they're really the one that I think's got the the playoff shot. They're undefeated, and you're right; they were just spinning it with Rattler. I mean, they just for whatever reason it wasn't working. And um, and you're right, Williams is not giving this job back unless he gets hurt. And I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Rattler. They play Kansas this week, I think, and that's one of those games where you know they'll probably run out to a massive lead. And I think you'll see Rattler. Lincoln Riley's got a really tough balancing act, and and I'm not. I think Rattler's going to transfer. I mean, I don't think there's any question at the end of the year he's not going to want to stay and compete for a job and be a backup. Okay, uh, whatever. That's just going to be his mentality. But Lincoln Riley might need him later on down the road if something happens to Williams. He's got to keep Rattler somehow engaged, mm-hmm. uh, somehow involved in the program. I think you're going to see him play against Kansas and you know, throw the ball a little bit, try to get some confidence back against a, a pretty putrid team. But, uh, yeah, OU is clearly the story. 
you know, like we said, I don't under I don't know what happened to Spencer Rattler, and I, you know, hopefully he can, you know, resurrect his career because he's he's gone from, you know, consensus top three pick in this year's NFL draft mm-hmm. to he he won't even get he may not even get drafted. He's a second day guy now at best, and that's if somebody's taking a flyer on him because you know he's. Everybody's seen it. It's on tape. Which is and going to be the decision. Do you be a second second day money in the NFL or come back for right. another year at a different school? He's got to come back. I mean, he's yeah. got the talent. I just don't. I don't know if it's the. I mean, I don't think it's the system because they're, no, they're, you know, they got a couple good ones starting in the NFL right now. Yeah, you know, and, I'll say Howard Murray and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, um, and you know, and Hertz is starting in Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. I don't know what it is, but it's just not working. And so I think he's got to go somewhere else. But, yeah, Oklahoma, you look at that schedule. I mean, Bedlam has just Ooh. got a chance to be awesome this year. I mean, they've got a couple other – the road trip to Baylor, they still got to go to Ames. Um, but, yeah, they've – No, Ames they have Ames righted, in Norman, they right? have, Yeah. Oh, you're right. It is yeah. Norman. Uh, they, they, ha- they have righted that ship. Oh, you know, look, otherwise in the Big 12. Baylor was good. Uh, you know, Baylor, yeah. Baylor, good win. Really good win. Um, good measuring stick for BYU as well. Iowa State, I thought that was a good win. You, know, we, you asked Friday, you know, which one's on uh, upset alert, Iowa State or Iowa. I said Iowa State. Clearly it was Iowa. Um, but, uh, you know, look, Oklahoma, far and away the story in the Big Ten. Can Oklahoma State hang on? Can they hang on and make Bedlam really meaningful? And that was a that was a great win in Austin for them because that was one of those uh, stumbling blocks when you try to look at the rest of their schedule. Uh, you know, they go they go to Ames this week on Fox, big game, uh, and still have some big ones down the road. But, man, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, it can't, that one's got a chance to be sweet at the end of the year. No doubt about it. They get picked off this week in Ames. Um, big 10 trend, Condon. <laughs> we talked about the Iowa game. Mm-hmm. Nebraska again, maybe? I mean, your thoughts? One-score games. Worst record in college football the last four years is Scott Frost's team. Where does it go from he's our guy and they own twenty million to we're not coming back from this? That there is a problem and it points to the head coach. When you lose this many mm-hmm. close games, mm-hmm. that's what you have to look at. It's not a great Minnesota team. Now still might be a Minnesota team that wins the West, <laughs> but it's still not a great Minnesota team. And to lose in that fashion, it just keeps piling uh. up week after week after week. Nebraska, Nebraska football, hanging their hats on. Well, we played well against a ranked team. That's mm-hmm. all they have. their hang hang their hats on right now. It just it's incredible how that low that's the bar has been set. Yes. Right? It's 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 crazy. Your thoughts on the Big Ten, Bama? Well, I mean, clearly, you know, Iowa losing the manner that they did. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody. Well, very few people saw that coming. You might have had the line, you know, Trent in the eleven mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. Um, Trent did. The, the, losing the game and losing by that margin was just stunning to me. But look, we've talked about him in the past, uh, David Bell. I mean, Ooh, that, yeah. that kid, whoo, man, get him in a Bears uniform. Be, <laughs> yeah, really. talking tomorrow. Talking about a day, a, a guy who's going to be a day one pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he is just a playmaker. I mean, it, it's it's kind of too bad for Purdue that that Rondell Moore you know left early because those two together good for Arizona really could have been crazy. I thought Jeff Brom, yeah, he is. He's doing all right. I thought Jeff Brom had a tremendous game plan going in with those three. I've never seen a you know on the same series rotating three quarterbacks, right. but it worked. 
And you had the bye week, and that's the only time you could do it. I think I mentioned that on the broadcast. You can't do this during a regular game week. But when you have a bye week like that, you're going into a, a tough opponent like Iowa. You can do that. And I just thought they were great. I thought their defense was great. Petrus finally came back to earth, uh, you know, Trent's guy. But that was clearly <laughs> the story. And I think Iowa, listen, they're not going to recover from this. Even if they do win the Big Ten West and win the Big Ten, I, I don't see them as a playoff team. I don't know how you can come back from that big of a loss. To but, Purdue, a non-ranked um, Purdue, yeah. Exactly. Michigan State did what they had to do. It was scary. But, man, I they got a bye week. And, guys, I am so hoping that it's probably going to be the Fox Big Noon kickoff when they host Michigan on the 30th. But, man, I'd love to see that game in prime time. I mean, play it at night on Fox. But uh, it's probably it's going to be two top ten teams more than likely. Uh, So that will probably be the Fox game. But they just keep getting it done somehow. I don't know. I mean, they've got a great receiver and a great running back. So you've already talked about Nebraska. That's going to be a decision with Scott Frost. They have the money to buy him out. Wisconsin just ekes by Army. That's a team that's just, you know, man, I thought they were going to be good. Ertz, 8 out of 15 for 112. And then Rutgers, didn't see that really coming. Uh, North, good win for Northwestern. But um, Iowa, clearly the story in the Big Ten. And, man, again, Michigan, Michigan State, please put that in prime time. Uh, let's, uh, we got to make up some time. So, Trent, who's the best team in the Pac-12 is after we have saw this week's action? Who is the best team? The best team you have to pick the winner of the Pac-12 right now is who? The Utah Utes. They might be right. Don't don't you have a bet on them? I do to win the South. Yeah, oh, to win the South. And I think they're like plus two eighty something like that okay. before the season. Watching Oregon Friday night, they're not good. They're not. That's a bad Cal yeah. team. And Cal was right there and mm-hmm. on the doorstep mm-hmm. of tying that or maybe going for two and going for the win there. It's. It's just not a great, great conference. It's I know we not. got excited about UCLA at the beginning of the year. I, I went crazy. I bet them. It's just a bunch of eight and fours, right? I think. Who's the best team, Bama? Well, I think we're going to find out on November thirtieth uh, when UCLA goes to Utah. I think. I think it's. I think oh. it's one of those two teams. Um, listen, UCLA. I don't think it's a great team. They, they're just doing enough to get it done. They've got a big game this week. Who do they have this week? Uh, uh, UCLA, Oregon's Oregon. Oregon. Whoa, at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they, you know, but that's, um, you know, look, it, that's it matters now to you uh, to UCLA because sure. of the other conference losses they've had. Um, I was kind of disappointed uh, in Arizona State. I thought that game was kind of right there. Um, it, you know, they could just get outscored twenty-eight nothing in the second half. That was that was coaching. That was young team. We talked about are they ready? This was a big step. I don't think they are, um, and it really just kind of throws this conference all back into you know, a little bit of chaos right now. They had a chance to really kind of stamp, you know, their brand on the South, and they couldn't do it. So, it, 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 Brent's right. It may be Utah. UCLA is really good, uh, or right there. I don't say really good. Um, just kind of a bunch of, like you said, 93-8-14. and Somebody's got to win it. And a pretty, good, pretty big game coming up in a couple of weeks in, uh, in Salt Lake City. Indeed. You know, there's the, this week is not a great slate, uh, Bama. We, Trent and I uh, put this little nugget out there at the beginning of the show. The last kickoff, television kickoff this Saturday, time slot, mm-hmm. 6.30. That's it. There's, really? There's no 7 o'clock kicks, no 9 o'clock, no 9.30. I know Trent will throw out Hawaii that's not on TV at midnight. <laughs> oh, I can find it. <laughs> but 6.30 <laughs> is the last time slot. Uh, what did yeah, we? You're right. Yeah, Look at it, this. It's Crazy. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Wow. Is there at least good baseball? 
Well, that, might that be the reason? Well, I'm sure Fox probably has it. That would be kind well, of the it would starting be game, point. It would be game six of the NLCS. If, you know, you know since, we're talking, since we're talking baseball and we all three love watching it, you know what one of the, my biggest, oh my God, of this playoffs has been? The camera in the second base bag. Oh, watching the runner come down the from first bit, and then the dirt yep. just fly yeah, up and they're sliding it's great. in. Great, isn't that yep. what a great uh, what do you, what, what we call not an invention but addition? Game seven of Red Sox Astros would be Saturday, so along with Game the, six of the NL. So they're betting a lot that this that they got <laughs> right. a, they got a game on Saturday night because college football yeah. moves out of the which way. actually would kind of be a great thing. Yeah, and baseball. Kind of you. Have you seen the hockey thing that uh, I think TNT is doing now, where they're going to put the the camera on the a handheld camera on the ice during shootouts. Okay. Oh, nice. That's good. I mean, because you know, think about it. It's just there's not going to be no action. Mm-hmm. So they're going right. to have a handheld camera on the ice during shootouts. I think that's pretty cool. I, I like it. I like that the, the, they're trying. They they uh, kiss Gretzky's ass way too much. I mean, if, if <laughs> I mean, Gretzky was, had to be was, embarrassed, it was unbelievable. It really was embarrassing. I, 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 how about Cincinnati over UCF? Yeah, they Look, I mean, they're, they're legit. Two, clearly. All right, well, let's go there. Your, your top four teams, Bama, are. Uh, listen, I'm I'm going. It's it's Georgia. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Ah man, I'm going to say Oklahoma with Williams. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they found something. I really think they found something. And, and then you're just into the. Do you really believe in Alabama? With the bounce back, Ohio State as yeah. a one loss. Um, I just think four is really up in the air. I will, I'll go Alabama at number four right now, just because I think that maybe they, you know, found something in that loss. I don't know, but uh, right now, to me, it's Georgia and everybody else. Yeah, right I agree. Now. Yeah, yeah. Trent, Georgia, obviously. Yeah. Alabama, two Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Because I don't see the next two teams beating Alabama if they play this week. Number three, Oklahoma. Okay. And number four, Ohio State. You hate the little schools. I don't you hate the little schools. just can't I have stand been, the group of I have five. been one of the few people throughout the years that have been an advocate for the little schools. But Ohio State-Cincinnati play this weekend. Who are you taking? Cincinnati. Life on the line. You're taking them over the Buckeyes. Give me the Buckeyes. You're dead. <laughs> uh, Georgia one. Oklahoma two. Mm. Cincy three, since he's beaten Alabama, and Ohio State four. Forty nine nine. I think Ohio State might have found something. Yeah, well, they got rid of the guy that I mean, was calling the defense. Right. Coombs is yeah, out. That is yeah. true. It's a it's a different team, fellas. I gotta warn you. Okay, I want I want to get get this so you have all week to prepare for this. Okay, because I know you hate talking about the ACC. Oh boy. We're going to start our Friday segment with a huge game in the ACC. A massive tilt in the ACC. Isn't, isn't that an oxymoron? A huge <laughs> game in the ACC. Well, it is kind of big. It's Pitt and Clemson. we got to talk okay. about that. Kenny's good. Kenny Pickett might Pick win it. the Heisman. You know what, Trent? That's not crazy. They did crap their pants against Western Michigan. That's... I forgot about that. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, it did. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Bama, have a wonderful week. We're talking ACC on Friday. Be warned, forewarned. I will uh, I will just drop everything and start preparing, Ken. <laughs> Brush up on that one. Good stuff, Bama. Have a great week. Take care, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bama Bob. You can follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob.
Every Friday, we preview. Every Monday, we recap at 11.05. Well, Iowa State got past K-State in resounding fashion. Brock Purdy's best game as a Cyclone, that's saying a lot. He's got 29 records, whatever it is. I thought it was. Michael Swain will get his opinion coming up next. As he joins the program for 24-7 Sports CycloneAlert.com, it's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. But we got a keyword. Yeah, we got keywords here before the break. Oh, I got ahead of myself. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword dollar to 200 200 right now your chance to win a thousand dollars that's dollar to 200 200 you'll get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest michael sway next miller and condon 1460 guys are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on... Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker's True Value. Performance for men. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-WHITE-HUNDRED-BETS-OFF. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. It's 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. If you missed the keyword from a couple of minutes ago, text DOLLAR to 200-200-DOLLAR. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. Uh, Michael, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on, as always. I-, I thought it was Brock Purdy's best game as a Cyclone, which is saying a lot, considering how many records uh, his name uh, that he has in his name. I thought he was terrific. I mean, there's lots of um, lots of credit to go around, but man, he was on. Was that his best game that you've seen him play? Maybe. Um, I probably his most efficient game that he's played so far, especially this season. I thought he was just rock solid all game. I can really only recall maybe one missed throw where he had Charlie Kohler wide open, but outside of that, I thought just he was awesome, start to finish. And something that I maybe wrote about a little bit ahead of the game was that. 
when Brock Purdy plays well, Iowa State wins. And when Brock Purdy plays really well, Iowa State tends to look really, really good. And Iowa State offensively looked really, really good, and I think that's a credit to Brock Purdy because when he's not turning the ball over, I mean, it's just hard to beat Iowa State with what they do on offense. Brees Hall got off to a great start. I thought the offensive line had one of their better games mm-hmm. and also a change in the lineup there. Uh, fills in a little bit, get the running game going. Felt like all components offensively were working. And what you saw up front with that group of five. Yeah, so Jared Hufford started at left tackle over Sean Foster, um, which, you know, from the outside, maybe some could find it as a surprise. But if you kind of looked at some of the personnel decisions Iowa State made over the last, you know, really six, nine months, even if you go back to, you know, the Fiesta Bowl, Iowa State went out of its way to get Jared Hufford in the game in the Fiesta Bowl played really well, and then he played a little bit early in the season, but then against Kansas, they put him in in the first half at left tackle and played really well. And something Matt Campbell said is any time they put him in the game, he's graded out well. And so it seemed like he played really well in his first start. And, I mean, the offensive line as a whole looked really good. Of course, Brees Hall was able to rip off some really big runs. Brees Hall looks like he's back to kind of his yep. Heisman caliber form that we saw from him last season. And now that the offensive line looks a lot better, and that Kansas State defensive line is not bad. It's probably mm-hmm. a middle-tier middle, middle tier defensive line in the Big 12. So I thought they did really well to keep Brock pretty clean, create holes for Brees Hall. So after that group was maybe something we've talked about a little bit as being underwhelming, I thought they looked really, really good on Saturday. Yeah, they got some guys. Uh, certainly uh, Fletcher's a hell of a player. Um, Stubblefield had his moments too, but the offensive line was good. You know, another young name that I I noticed, Craig McDonald, a big kid, uh, sure. 6'3". Now, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he's played. I, I hadn't noticed him as much as I noticed him this past Saturday. Was he one of these kids that took advantage of this bye week and the staff just no longer could keep him off the field? Tell me about Craig McDonald. They, may, they seemingly have something there too. Oh, definitely. He physically looks the part. He's a little bit like, I would say, Bo Freeler is obviously younger, but that Mm -hmm. same sort of thing where you turn on the game and, man, he just pops. So McDonald's one that going into the season, Dion Broomfield, the safeties coach, had mentioned that he was really pushing the coach for playing time. Like, hey, I really want to play, I really want to play. And so he backs up Greg Eisworth and Kamani King. It looked like either got banged up or got benched, but he was taken out of the game there in the second quarter. And Greg Eisworth moved over to Kamani King's spot, Craig McDonald came in and played kind of that boundary role as well. And I thought he looked really, really good. And you look at kind of that first half where Iowa State kind of struggled with some tackling, maybe not necessarily as sharp as they've been in the past. And Craig McDonald comes in and makes some really good tackles, brings some physicality to that spot. So with Greg Eisworth, this being his final year, it seems like Iowa State definitely has a player there for that boundary safety spot. Kamani King, too. I've liked what we've seen out of him so far this year. He's a guy that just Pete... They got so many safeties. You know, there's just so many guys out there mm-hmm. playing the different spots that they have. And you mentioned McDonald there, but it's been a real high level. Ashim Young, he's a pro. He's going to play at the next level. Just quite the group there. And it's got to make what Heacock tries to do defensively with that 3-3-5 look a lot better when he got that many safeties and those that many guys that can play at a high level. 100%. And I think the experience of these guys, too, really kind of comes into play. Obviously, Greg Eisworth has played all three of those safety spots. He's a veteran presence. I think Aishim Young has been putting together a really quiet, solid season. Hasn't made many mistakes. You know, he hasn't been called for any targeting, hasn't had any personal foul calls. He's been really, really good. And then you look at maybe, you know, Kamani King. I think maybe probably his worst game of the season on Saturday. You know, gave up the big touchdown, gave up a first down when he was playing real off coverage. But it's really hard to maybe complain when you've got, I think, above 
you know, average quality play from him so far this season. Physicality he's brought, and he's been pretty good in coverage as well because he has a background being a quarterback. So those safeties, you look at last season, where at times it felt like those safeties weren't the most consistent. It seems like this season that group has been one of the most consistent units on the entire team. You know, I never even saw Bo Freeler. What, what happened? He didn't, did he play? He did. He did play? Yeah, just a couple snaps. Aishim Young played most of the okay. game. So it was just more of a, an average game for Bo Freeler. You know what else I noticed? I noticed a whole bunch of bad spots. This was, not a, this was a, <laughs> a crew that had a really difficult game, I thought. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, that was not even the spot. Some of the clock management decisions that they were making were, I think there was one point at the end of the first half where the clock was running while coaches were still on the field. Like, there was, it was a weird game, uh, officiating-wise. You know, nothing bad like any sort of targeting, anything like that. There was yeah. the one call they made, but then they overturned. But, yeah, some of the ball spotting, some of the clock management, just I was sitting there with some of the other media members kind of looking at each other like, what is going on here? But, Thankfully, it didn't really have a huge bearing on the game. Uh, how do they keep Jalen Noel off the field going forward? Jalen Noel. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they can. They can't. Um, that's something I wrote about this morning. Is that you know you look at kind of that M position, and we talked a lot about Tariq Milton going into the year, how maybe this is going to be his time. And man, he just hasn't necessarily found his consistency. And then you look at Noel coming out of the bye week, where you know got some looks early in the season, but then had kind of a three week stretch where he only had one catch. And then you come out of this bye week, and he looks like the guy that you need at that end slot where he can get open on these short routes, can maybe get open down the field. So it seems like he's going to have every opportunity to make an impact here going forward. And, you know, we've talked a lot about finding a second wide receiver. Yes. You know, Sean Shaw's back now. But, man, it looks like Noel could be one of those guys that helps contribute and maybe open up the field for guys like Kohler and Hutchinson to where a defense like Oklahoma State this week can't just say, okay, someone else beat us because maybe Jalen Noel and Sean Shaw will beat you. So I think it's a real positive development mm-hmm. for Iowa State. It was 10 years ago that Iowa State, for all intents and purposes, ended the BCS. <laughs> Beating Oklahoma State, we got that crappy Alabama-LSU championship game, and the wheels were in motion to get where we are Friday now night. with a four-team playoff. Here, look at Oklahoma State, what they have after this Iowa State game. Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech before Bedlam. Mm. This schedule it's sets up incredibly game. well. Yet here's Iowa State favored by seven. I'll tell you right now. Initial look, I love the Cyclones so do I. this week. What do you see when you look at Oklahoma State coming up this week? I know we'll get more information as the week goes on. What have you seen out of the Cowboys? It's a weird team that I don't know what to make of. Um, defensively, they're great. I think that that's definitely their strong suit. But man, just offensively, the weapons that they have, I'm not super convinced by. Mm-hmm. And Spencer Sanders, I've not also been convinced by either. Yeah, they beat Texas, but I think the pick six did a really good job in flipping that game, and Texas itself has had some issues in the second half of games here recently. So I think that seven-point spread is pretty accurate because then if you go back into some of the non-conference stuff with Oklahoma State, I mean, they won their three non-conference games by a total of 15 points, and they played Missouri State, Tulsa, and Boise State. Like, not necessarily a murderer's row of non-conference games, maybe like someone like Iowa State had with that Iowa game in Northern Iowa. So it's an Oklahoma State team that I think is benefiting from a soft schedule, benefiting from some crazy happenings in the polls ahead of them. But I honestly think that this should be a ranked matchup between Iowa State and Oklahoma State. You know, But I think that Oklahoma State is probably a little too high in the rankings right now, and I think that that 
that spread probably reflects that. It's as big a game as there is in college football on Saturday. Yeah. It really is. Uh, great spot. You know the other thing, too? If it does come down to a long kick and it's Iowa State with a 45-yarder, mm-hmm. they can trot Mevis out there. And I think Cyclone fans can actually watch the kick instead of covering their eyes <laughs> because this kid's good. They got a kicker. Uh, uh, we uh, we appreciate you, as always, Michael Swain. Have a wonderful week. CycloneAlert.com. You'll be all over the Oklahoma State week leading up to it. Thank you, Michael. We'll talk to you next week. Definitely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank you, it. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Mr. Monday Night, still to come, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106. KXNO. The NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you'll get $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. That's $5 right there. I get what you're doing. DraftKings Sportsbook customers also can get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. If they win... You win with the promo code KXNO this week at DraftKings, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call one. Are you missing out on life's activities because of hip pain? Ask your orthopedic surgeon about anterior advantage hip replacement. To learn more, visit aahip.com. That's aahip.com. The performance of hip replacements depend on age, weight, activity level, and other factors. There are potential risks and recovery takes time. Only an orthopedic surgeon can tell you if hip replacement is right for you. To find an orthopedic surgeon in central Iowa that uses anterior advantage hip replacement, go to a. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is the teammate your small business needs. Locally owned and located in Urbandale, Global Direct Mail and Marketing can help your small business create the high-quality print materials your business needs to succeed. Whether it's business cards, flyers, business forms, letterhead, calendars, or a mail piece to attract new customers, Global Direct Mail and Marketing is ready to go to work for you today. Save by working with the local small business that will go the extra mile to get you what you need. Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Call Craig at 515-282-3000 and get your next project and available coupons vary. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Trent's going to get a little help from Mr. Monday Night. Maybe Trent should make the pick. Mr. Monday Night has been awful. Oh, come on. Come on. Just brutal. All right, Mr. Monday Night. Who do you like tonight? It's the Bills and the Titans. We got Mr. Monday Night has struggled against the number. 
We're going with the total tonight. Over 53 and a half. This thing's destined 42-28. One side wins or the other. I like it. I, I like, like the, the over here. I, Tennessee's not stopping this team. I don't think so, Trent. I don't think. We're, we are targeting a Bills-Cowboys Super Bowl. Oh, I think we've seen that. <laughs> Bills and the boys, we have seen that. Let's this hope it's better. Goes, yeah, no Leon sure. Lett. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Unbelievable, right? Don Beebe running him play. down. Uh, good stuff. Well, fun show today. Fun show. Um, good for Iowa State. Best game we've seen Brock Purdy play, I think, in a long time. Mm-hmm. We'll do the NFL tomorrow, get uh, more into the NFL. you got to help me out with this in our final minute. Okay. This has been bothering me since I saw this commercial for the first time because I don't understand it. I'm talking about the Taco Bell commercial where the where there's a bonfire and there's a group around the bonfire mm-hmm. and this guy and this gal spot each other across the bonfire, make eye contact, then they run into the ocean, they're kicking water, etc., they're about to, to kiss for the first time, and a buoy falls over, a buoy falls over, and the gal stops right before she's about to plant one on him and walks to Taco Bell for a taco. Is it the Taco Bell sound, that little chime? Yes. She heard it. But it's what like, does that mean? It's like Pavlov's dog. You know, you, you hear the ring, and then you start salivating. I knew there had to be something more to it, because I didn't understand it. And it's been driving me crazy. I haven't seen the commercial, but I'm going to guess I'm trying to put... That must be it, because yeah. it does. the buoy falls over. Yeah. It's washed up on shore. Does it make the sound? Yes. Then that's what it, it is. It makes the sound. Okay, now I, I get it. So every time Still you hear it... a stupid it. commercial. Well... It's not alone. There's been plenty of those <laughs> yeah, throughout the years. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll end on that note. Don't know why, but we shall. And you got to play tonight yourself. Oh, that's right. I've got the Bills in our head-to-head contest. Yes. I'm three and one. I got my best bet home again. Uh, you didn't have a good week. No, one think. and four, and outside of Purdue. Thank God for the trains because. It was a rough weekend overall. So do I now have the lead in our head-to-head? You do. It'll be a game and a half if you wow. come home tonight. Go over. Go Titans. And uh, I've got it at five and a half on Friday. I do. It's six now. I think I got it at five and a half. It's up to six. It is. It was five and a half Friday. It was five and a half on Friday. The right side of the number. Look at you. How about that? Sharp Miller. Uh, NFL, we'll get into it tomorrow. Fun day today. Murph and Andy in an hour. Fanatics at three. Have a great day. 1460, 106.3.